Hey everyone, I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN Chief National Affairs Correspondent, sitting in for David Chalian, our CNN Political Director. And this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, December 9th. Today's big theme on Capitol Hill, political math. With one math problem in the House, much harder than the new one in the Senate. I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually, I think it makes a lot of sense. That's what Senator Kirsten Sinema told CNN's Jake Tapper in an exclusive interview. Now, Sinema said she's moving away from the Democratic Party, but it's unlikely to change the power balance in the next Senate. But it did create one more bombshell on Friday morning here in Washington. Now, Democrats will have a narrow majority, that 51-49 majority, come January, and that still holds. But it also includes some independents that usually caucus or join Democrats for party meetings and things, including Bernie Sanders of Vermont and Angus King of Maine. Cinema, however, would not say outright that she would be doing the same, essentially following the Sanders and King playbook. But she did say she expects to keep her committee assignments in a Senate controlled by Democrats. Now remember, Cinema has been kind of a wild card for Senate Democrats over the past two years while President Biden's been in office. In the same way, Joe Manchin has been, but in many ways, even more curious. She largely keeps her own counsel. Even Joe Manchin attends the weekly Democratic caucus meetings. Cinema seldom does. So she thinks of herself in large respects as an independent senator already. Now she's just going to make it official. But both she and Manchin have often stood in the way of President Biden's agenda. She does oppose changes to the Senate's filibuster rules when Democrats were trying to pass legislation on things like putting Roe v. Wade into law or protecting voting rights. She's long said that she believes the Senate should work in a bipartisan way and the rules should not change. Now, Sinema told CNN that partisanship is one reason why she made this decision to become an independent. A growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other. Removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging for many folks across the state and the country who also are tired of the partisanship. But the question looming large in Washington is whether her re-election chances also have something to do with this. Now, Sinema is up for re-election in 2024. That's just two short years. She hasn't said if she's running again yet, but as an independent means, she could avoid a head-to-head primary challenge, which is already in the offing. Now, her party affiliation switch would also test the idea, the viability of a third-party candidate in a key battleground state like Arizona. It is really fascinating. This, of course, comes at the end of a week where Democrats finally sort of gained their majority in the Senate, and she timed her bombshell exactly to coincide with this. Now, when asked about her own re-election bid, she told Jake Tapper that it's not her focus right now. But of course, Democrats in Arizona don't quite believe that. Progressives and Arizona Democrats have been floating potential primary challengers for quite some time, including Congressman Ruben Gallego. He said in a sharply worded statement today, quote, unfortunately, Senator Sinema is once again putting her own interests ahead of getting things done for Arizonans. She downplayed and even brushed off all Democratic criticism when speaking to Jake Tapper. Not worried about folks who may not like this approach. What I am worried about is continuing to do what's right for my state. And there are folks who certainly don't like my approach. We hear about it a lot. But the proof is in the pudding. So how are other Democrats reacting? Well, many of them are basically just shrugging her announcement off. 
Sources familiar with the matter tell CNN that Cinema did give the White House a heads up that she was leaving the Democratic Party. Now, the White House issued a statement calling her a key partner, adding that they expect to successfully work with her on many things going forward, and her decision does not change the new Democratic majority control of the Senate. Of course, she has worked with the White House on infrastructure, on other big key matters like the CHIPS bill, but clearly she has been something of an enigma, a Democrat who simply does not fall in line or follow directly what the White House hopes they will do. Of course, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said essentially the same thing in his statement about Cinema's switch. He said Democrats, quote, will maintain our new majority on committees, exercise our subpoena power, and be able to clear nominees without discharge votes. Translation, this basically, in his view, does not change anything in this new Democratic majority. Democrats will still hold a full majority on committees. The wild card is how she will vote on certain things on the Senate floor. Now, Minnesota Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar told CNN she's not surprised because cinemas often acted like an independent anyway. I don't think it's going to greatly change the way the Senate is working right now and in any way take away from the victory that Democrats have. Republican Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas also reacted to cinema's decision on Fox News today with what sounded like an invitation. Well, it's a reflection on the Democratic Party and just how extreme and left wing it's become in recent years. Look, we don't agree on many issues, but I've told her over the last few years that if she wanted to dip a toe in the Republican Party's pool, we'd be happy to have her jump in with us as well. Of course, that invitation has not been extended by Arizona Republicans who may have something to say about cinema joining their party. But in any case, if cinema's defection is basically add and subtract, the math problem in the House feels as hard as calculus or something. On the other side of the aisle and in the other chamber of Congress, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy is having a harder-than-expected fight to become House Speaker. Of course, that election is early next year, but he's been trying in earnest to lock down those votes before the holiday. His math problem is this. Republicans are projected to only have 222 seats in the new Congress. That means when it comes time to vote for the new House Speaker, McCarthy can only afford to lose four Republican votes. That is the narrowest of narrowest majorities. It's a tightrope, essentially, in this time of angst inside the Republican Party, and at least five Republicans have already promised to oppose him. Another seven have given McCarthy conditions he must meet in order to earn their votes. This means the Speaker's race could go down to multiple ballots, something that hasn't happened since 1923. One other thorn in McCarthy's side, Arizona Republican Andy Biggs, who lost his conference nomination for Speaker last month, but... Biggs has said he's not deterred and would keep challenging McCarthy. Now, there is some talk on Capitol Hill, which is causing GOP sources some angst, that there's ongoing floor strategies in case McCarthy doesn't make the vote. One of these things is this. Some moderate Republicans are saying that, look, if these hardliners essentially hold the party hostage, they could join with Democrats to elect a moderate speaker. CNN asked California Congressman and Democrat Ro Khanna today about those conversations. You look, it's a it's a possibility. It's a it's a time where people really want to come together, get things done. Uh, and there are conversations going uh, on between Democrats and Republicans. One thing to keep in mind about all this talk about the speakership it is the one party leadership position that's actually a constitutional position. It's right in the line of secession to the presidency. That means it must be voted on by both sides in the House of Representatives. Now, all of these doubts have not stopped McCarthy from pitching his speakership. On Fox News today, McCarthy said he welcomed discussions, but said Republicans should unify ahead of the new Congress. I've been leader for four years, and for those two election cycles, we've only gained seats. Um, our goal this year was to stop the Biden agenda, 
win the majority and fire Nancy Pelosi. We achieved all those. They entrusted us with the majority, and I think they want us to govern, not go make concessions with Democrats with somebody else. They want to see us lead and lead strongly, and that's exactly what I'll do. One thing is clear. McCarthy has considerable work to do before the holidays. So much for a slow Friday. Taken together, Cinema's decision in the Senate and the ongoing consternation in the House over the speakership role has certainly showed one thing is true. Yes, the midterm election's finally over, but the effect is still being felt. Why did Cinema, for example, decide to wait until after Georgia? Would she have done that if Raphael Warnock had not been reelected? And what is McCarthy going to do if he cannot get the votes before Christmas time? All these questions are lingering into next week, but one thing is clear. At least as of now, Democrats still control the Senate in a bit odd way, and all eyes will be on cinema even more closely than they would have been before. And McCarthy faces a very pressing challenge going into this weekend. Can he twist arms and sign up enough people to secure his speakership? And that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Monday. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.